The first cell phone was demonstrated in 1973 by Martin Cooper. You know what wasn't demonstrated? Shared plans. Over 50 years later, you can save on one line thanks to Visible. When you switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible, you can get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just 25 bucks a month, taxes and fees included. No hidden fees. No, really. You can look around for them. They're not there. Switch now at Visible.com. Save on wireless without the hassle. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan for data management practices and additional terms. Visit Visible.com. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Xbox, turn on PlayStation 4. Right, that was pretty good. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Podcast Man, episode 294. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside the pride of Long Island, Colin Moriarty. Hello. The Dark Knight News, Andrew Goldfarb. Next generation has arrived. And Mr. Xbot himself, Ryan McCaffrey. Oh, that's right. He was too cowardly to show up to the podcast about the Xbox One from the PlayStation perspective. He's doing a bunch of media appearances. Hopefully, Ryan can join us later. But... For the record, whatever may happen here or be said in this podcast, we invited someone to represent the Xbox. We tried, ladies and gentlemen. Um, different show for you this week. Obviously, we're a day late. It's Wednesday. Day late and a dollar short, Greg. Well, that's everything. As usual. That's everything, yeah. yeah. It's also late in the day on Wednesday. It's been a crazy, crazy day. A lot of, a lot of crazy stuff happening on IGN. We can't talk about any of it yet, but Colin's working on really good stuff. Really I'm, good stuff. I had my dog in the office. Really good stuff. Courtney Draper is here. Elizabeth and Bioshock. She's really she was cool. doing a funny video where she was uh, throwing coins at people. Yeah, hopefully that's. And it. it's so funny because she said, like, obviously that's the voice actor, but it's just so funny that it sounds just like, hey, can't, you know. Yeah, I think I'm gonna make Goldfarb catch into my text message tone on my phone. <laughs> that's funny. She was cool. I'll look for her up on, on up at noon Monday. Um, no Roper report this week. No. Oh, 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 no, we're we're late already. He's yeah. asking if we want to film this. We're late, and I'm out, off starting tomorrow. So like, we want to get any of these videos yeah. anytime soon. Okay. We're good. Love you. Love Bye, you, Mike. Mike I like your dishonored shirt. Mike Ransky's a good guy. If you ever Great job him yesterday. Street, hug him. We I, love you. He, he looks. Bye. Like more respectable me, maybe. Yeah, uh, yeah, I can see that. Sure. He's a Ghostbusters. Like, like you with your sloppy you. Yeah, you with well, your no, shit I think, together. I think Ransky's sloppier than I am. Oh, okay. No, I don't know about that. Oh, uh, next smarter time. you. Yes. But I think he looks sloppier than me. Mm. Sometimes. Not right now he looks pulled together. Yeah, he looks pretty good today. Next time he's, he's sloppy, I'll let you when know. When he grows the full beard out, yeah, I, I agree. He can get a little sloppy. Okay, okay. Yeah. Sloppy. I know how you kids like your Michael Ranskis. extra <laughs> sloppy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're fucking tired. Yeah, we it's are. Been a, it's, been a, it's been a meat grinder around here. It's been a summer. Yesterday, yeah, been yesterday was the day, ladies and gentlemen. Mm. May well, 21st, my February, dad's birthday. February 21st. 20, 20th was the day. Well, this was the next day. Yeah. The next part of the next generation. The, the yeah. next day after February 20th was May 21st? Yeah. Fuck. It's been yeah. there's been a lot of boring days, a lot Time of boring days, days. <laughs> except for Nashville days that are always exciting. Mm. Um, can't wait for the Nashies. <laughs> you should watch. You're so it. excited. <laughs> you're like <laughs> way too. Ex- I tweet about. It. I'm like you're too excited. I got a hype this. machine going on it. It's great. I, I love was, that you started like, tweeting at the actors. Everybody, like, if you're, you're not if you're not paying attention, if you're not paying attention to my Twitter or Facebook tonight at 
YouTube.com slash Game Over Greg. We are live streaming a pre, during, and post show for Nashville season finale. Colin will be there. I'll be there. Nick Scarpino will be there. Steimer will be there. Nick Scarpino. Scarpino. Yeah. We're giving out. We're giving out awards called Nashies for a series. Uh, of categories. So I love that you're tweeting at the actors like, "Hey, you're up for a Nashie," and they must be like, "What the fuck?" One of them retweeted it. <laughs> Scarlet, a pretty big character on the show, retweeted it and said, oh my. Was so it then, Hayden Panettiere? No, she has not retweeted it. Was it Connie Britton? No. Was it okay, other actor it's Claire, on the show? It's Claire Bowen or whatever. Oh. All right. Julie Bowen's sister. Everybody watch, everybody watch Nashville. That's true. Or come back and watch the archive live stream of the Nashville season now. Anyways, yesterday was a big deal. We all did different parts for the Xbox One. Let's, let's kick it off. Andrew Goldfarb, what did you think of the event? Of the event itself? Yeah. It was almost exactly what I expected it to be. I yeah. think, uh, like we talked about last week, it was like they're very much setting this up as an entertainment device, not a gaming console. And I think it's it's very clear. I mean, Colin tweeted it like the second the event started. It was like already so clear that their priorities are just in a different place than Sony's. Um, remains to be seen what that means like marketplace-wise. But I mean, right. like for me, like I don't know. There was a lot of negative outcry after the event. I don't think it was like spectacular, but I think it was pretty much what I expected from them. We all predicted that the next Xbox would probably go in a different direction than Sony and be more about this entertainment all in one thing. Mm. I didn't expect it to be so true to what we were saying. The fact that for the first 30 minutes, no games were shown. 33 minutes until a game was shown. (laughs) Time to game, 33 minutes. And then on top of that, just this focus on TV and stuff. It was crazy. And not in a bad crazy, just in in a way that like... When we sat around and talked about it being an entertainment machine, I didn't expect them to come out and have the first thing be all about entertainment. And that's the thing, right? Like, Colin and I were talking this, about this a little earlier, right? Like, when you were watching the uh, the future PlayStation event in February, like, and you have, like, Nate Fox on stage, or you have, like, one of these people who's, like, really passionate about their game, they were, like, you could tell they gave a shit, and it was really cool. For the Microsoft event, you I don't, don't want to say that... You didn't think the CBS television lady coming out to talk didn't <laughs> well, give Well, that's shit? the thing. Nancy Tellum did a great job. I think, <laughs> but I, I think, like, it's kind of funny because, like, for me, the biggest announcement from that event, possibly the biggest announcement in gaming news in a very long time, was the fact... Like, step back and think about this. There is a live-action Halo TV series, and Steven Spielberg is involved. That is, like, as big as news can get for that kind of thing. But what like, I'm confused about is it's live-action TV series on Xbox, right? It's not on CBS. So Phil Spencer told us – no, no, she doesn't work for CBS. She works for Microsoft. She used to work for CBS. So Nancy Tellum was okay, hired okay. in November Let's for Microsoft. Let's dial it back one more step then. When okay. is the Halo 2 Broke Girls crossover episode? Uh, hopefully this week. Let's step um, it back even a, a step further. What is okay. Halo? Let's go a little bit further. Tell me how a TV works. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Phil Spencer told us that's not exclusive to Xbox Live. Okay, uh, okay. They were pretty clear about the fact that that'll be all over the place. But but regardless, right, Like when they were talking about that, it just kind of amazed me. That is like gigantic news. And it, the way they presented it was like not super exciting. Well, like it wasn't they were Wonder like Book bad. a live action TV series. There was nothing Wonder Book bad on that entirely. Oh yeah, of course not. But I, I don't know. Like my thing with that event was that it was very much focused at one specific niche, and I, I don't think that was gamers. I don't think any of us were the ones they aimed that event at. But at the same time, like it's not like it was on like. MSNBC or well, like Well, it's interesting you to... say all this because Parker writes into Beyond at IGN.com just like you can. He says, maybe it's just me or maybe it's beyond me. But who did Microsoft think was going to watch the Xbox One reveal event on Tuesday at 10 a.m.? From my point of view, the audience was mostly gamers, yet it seemed like a casual message. Isn't E3 where gaming gets more casual eyeballs? Is it a mistake that they gave the casual message to gamers and are going to have a more gaming-centric when it comes to E3? I mean, so here's the thing, right? And I think they were talking – I don't even remember where I saw this because it's been kind of overwhelming where all the There's statements been came news from. from everywhere. But they said somewhere, like, they took the part of E3 
that nobody likes and separated it out into just being the reveal, being a what they saw as a positive spin on, on the parts that generally tend to kind of weigh down in E3 press right. conference. I mean, this event technically could – you know, it goes back to our predictions for the Sony event, right? That day, I'm on Beyond saying, I didn't even think they were really going to show games. I thought they were going to show a sizzle reel. I, I expected a half-hour event where they just showed the hardware and moved on. Sony took a game-centric approach, and I'm glad they did because it was a better event. That said, like, these events basically only exist to say, hey, this is the console. It's coming this year. Check out E3 where we're going to have more. And so technically, like, them not showing games, I don't see it as, like, this huge blunder. I don't sure. see it as, like, they, sure. like, totally dropped the ball or anything. But that said, Parker's right, that, like, the ones watching this were gamers, and it couldn't have hurt to throw an extra bone out to those people. Here's how I look at it, is that, yeah, gamers were watching this primarily. And, but at E3, gamers will still be watching no matter what. And I think right now, rather than be one of the many voices in the crowd that may, that USA Today will see or whatever, Microsoft got to own a day by themselves and be able to talk about it nonstop. I did some interviews on the phone yesterday and one on satellite TV. Uh, uh, Ryan McCaffrey's been all over the radio. Fox News is trying to set something up with us right now. My mom called me, and I talked to her a little bit about it. Andy, what's this Xbox One? <laughs> is this the Xbox One you have in the closet? No, Mom, that's the Xbox. We just called it the Xbox One. Yeah, can we just back up and say the name? I, I like really because I was totally warming up to Xbox Infinity. I was like ready for that to be the name. Xbox One to me is more confusing than if they had just called it Xbox. Because if they had just called it Xbox, then everyone would have referred to it as the new Xbox, and they would have referred to the original Xbox as Xbox One. But now this one is called Xbox One, and it just makes it so confusing. I think it's one of those things we're hung up on because we're just goons, it's goons new, and sure. we've been talking about it forever. I, I, somebody started abbreviating it last night as X One, and I was like, that sounds cool. X one sounds cool. X bone, I do not like. I do not like or understand it all that much. But how did you like the event, Colin Moriarty? Ooh, I don't know. I don't know where to begin. I mean, the preacher's taking the PlayStation pulpit. Everybody stand back. (laughs) (laughs) Microsoft's one of those companies where like you can't underestimate that they know what they're doing. I'm writing this piece right now. It goes up in a couple days on IGN, and one of the things I talk about is that Microsoft took its lumps. With X, the original Xbox One, the original Xbox, the new one. I don't know, no, the old. (laughs) (laughs) And they learned a lot of lessons, but they also put forth a a, a lot of interesting stuff. I mean, you know, Xbox Live was a bold initiative, you know, in 2002 that begot PlayStation Network, and they put an Ethernet port only in their console in 2001 before anyone had cable internet, you know, and. They even gave us little things like achievements, which gave us trophies, which gave us a metagame, which transcends every game now that you play, whether it's on Steam or wherever it is, except for Nintendo products, because Nintendo doesn't do anything that makes sense. So, <laughs> so you know, you can't underestimate that. They want to broaden their approach. Like The one thing that, you know, I, I often say recently is you can envision just two people running in opposite directions. You know, They're just running in opposite directions. Like, I, look, I always say I, – I look at them making a triangle. They're not. They're not opposite directions. They're still going to be great games on both. They're still going to be these cross-platform. If, if I understand where you're going, I'm cutting you off. I know. But in terms of your overall strategy for the system, I think it's more that they're just diverging away from each other. Wii U is the one that's running in its own fucking direction. No, I think Wii U is going more in a direction, the same direction that Sony's going in. Frankly, I do think they're running in separate directions. Well, because, pro- well, well think about it. Think about the way we first learned about these consoles, right? Yeah. Just the way you first learned about them. I was in New York City at the PlayStation Four event. That was all about games. That was it. They didn't talk about anything else. You know. With the exception of, like, a random, like, maybe Netflix on this thing, like, who gives a shit? Here's Gaikai, here's all these things. Games, 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 games. And then Microsoft took 33 minutes to, to, to show any games. They showed two exclusives, you know, two. And then they spent 15 minutes on Call of Duty, which is going to be on PlayStation 4. So they're actually almost doing Sony a favor by showing that game off. Yeah. You know, it, I, I think that they are going, and you can, 
you can see them going in two different directions. And the thing is, is that one of them is going to stop one day running, and they're going to be in the wilderness. And one of them is going to stop, and they're going to cross the finish line. You know, I don't think two, both of these companies can win. We have extreme console parity right now with those two consoles. Sony's going to end up outselling Microsoft Xbox 360, and it it already is technically because it's been on the year uh, on the market a year less time. But that's not going to be the situation with Xbox One and PlayStation 4. One of them is going to win. One of them is going to be relegated to a niche. Now, the important thing to understand, I think, with Microsoft's approach is that we learned a great deal about the ephemeral casual market with Wii. And Wii U is tanking because that casual market isn't there anymore. You need to, they need to explain to someone why they need to connect their, their cable box to this thing. Yeah. Like, why? What's the big deal? I, you, you talk about Halo, but you talk about a Halo TV show? Like yeah. there's certainly a Halo game in production, you'd assume. So just tell us about that. But you see, yeah. you're you're sh- you're short sh- short selling them. Sorry, I'm very tired. You figure yesterday was their day to have their message and get it to everyone. And at E3, when all the gamers are going to be watching, no matter what, that's when they can talk about Halo and win, right. win us all back. They're and that's like, where oh, it gets a little sucks. complicated because like it's hard for us in this room, right? Not that you're like the biggest Killzone fan, but when they said Killzone and Infamous at the PS4 event, you were like, oh man, these are first party games. This is a big deal. But they're is a huge number of people who do not give a exactly. fuck about Killzone Infamous. They're waiting for Uncharted. They're waiting for God of War. They're That's waiting what for Gran about, Turismo. Right? And Microsoft, you know, they only talked about Forza. They only talked about a new IP from the Alan Wake studio. Like, it may not have seemed that excited to us, that exciting to us specifically, but those are the equivalent of their Killzone, of their Infamous. You know what I mean? Like, they can still club. be... Yeah, exactly. Like, they can be... <laughs> they can be holding their knack. They can be holding... Um, <laughs> that looks cool. I'm not going to hate. I agree. Uh, Jennifer Hale's in it. We found out this yeah. week. Uh, but anyway, they they could be holding their their Halo, their Gears, their Fable for E3. I mean, like, and of so course. they. I think until after E3, it is hard to see. It is hard to get the full picture until we have a better idea of price, of release date, of which games are coming at launch, and that's why, like, I still feel like I we need to reserve judgment a little bit until we, they've revealed their full. Sure, hand. we're well, just I, talking I, right now about yeah. conferences, and I yeah. agree. I agree completely that you reserve judgment, and I and I I say that might like I tweeted it that you'd you'd be stupid to think that Microsoft doesn't have a lot of games for this thing. But what is it? It's fifteen exclusives. Fifteen exclusives, eight new IP. Okay. Now that's yeah. that's another story. We'll get to. In we'll a get second. to in a little bit. But Put a pin in it. But here's the thing: first impressions matter a lot, right? Yeah, first sure. impressions matter a lot, and the way Sony painted the PlayStation Four is like, "Hey, gamers, like we really need you back, and you'll be the evangelist for this console." Uh-huh. And of course, like I think that they should just treat it like, "Of course, it plays Netflix. Who gives a shit? Look at this game, you know." Yeah. Of course, you can watch football games on. You can do it on your PS3. Of course, it has all these things: HBO Go, whatever. But these are the games, right? These are the games that you need the system for. Yeah. Microsoft's first impression was: this is a TV device. You watch TV on it. You interact and play fantasy sports on it. We have an ESPN deal. You do all. Oh, and here's Forza. Oh, and here's. A bunch of third-party games that are going to be on PlayStation 4, too. Yeah, but you're yeah. talking from the gamer's perspective. Last night when I did the news and the guy in my earpiece leading me in mentioned that, yes, and Microsoft's 343 studio is here talking about Halo. Like, they don't – it's their the, – the news anchor introing it to me talked about it being – it's just like a – you know, she's doing the interview with the guy who's there and he, she's like, so it's like a smart TV and he's like, yeah, you can call out and it'll change your channels and blah, blah, blah. Like, they're – Getting the message out to the, my mom who doesn't know anything about it, you know, they're they're getting this message out there to an audience that wouldn't give a shit about them at E3 or wouldn't, you know, have that stand out to them. Yeah, and I was talking to one of my friends from home who was like, he was like, man, 
I have to say, like, I watched part of the Xbox reveal, and, you know, I wasn't really blown away by it. I don't even know what Forba is. And I was like, it's Forza. And he, 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 like, he, he, like, he hadn't even heard of most of that stuff. And he was like, but I have to admit, man, that, like, stuff about changing your TV just by talking to it was fucking awesome. And I was like, really? Like, yeah, yeah. it just blew my mind that there are people out there who were really impressed by that. Yeah, but, but are they going to buy it? I mean, that's the thing. No, that's, that's a huge that's, question. That's, yes, exactly. That's the that it's, is it's the very question. impressive. You know, the 3D TVs were very impressive. Sony knows how that turned yeah. out. You know, like, yeah. I, I just think... I, I just think you have to put the cart before you know. If you well, rather if you put the cart before the horse, this is kind of doing that. You know, you you need the gamer, you need them. But here's the thing: I think we're short selling them on Colin, and you make this argument all the time when we talk about the systems coming out first. And what if Sony came out first and they just got one percent of the Xbox fan base? What if this system comes out and gets one percent of the really hardcore TV user? Everyone has a TV, right? Not everyone's a gamer. Everyone has a TV. If they're like Goldfarb's friend who wants to change the channels and see his fantasy sport on the side, even though I, I don't believe in that working well with like established leagues and yada, yada, yada. Yeah. That's who they're that's who they're they're betting on right now because they Xbox is, I think, battle plan right now. Yesterday offended gamers. <laughs> it offended gamers, right, that there weren't games shown. But in their head, they're saying this is our only chance to get a message out where we're not going to get lost in the shuffle. We can, we'll be in the papers tomorrow saying all this stuff to normal people who use their TV. This thing is a TV device. And then at E3, we show the games and we get the gamers. The gamers are there no matter what. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't disagree with the approach. Like I, I'm just calling out that like the first impression matters. Yeah. That gamer – like I think the overwhelming negativity about Xbox One is a little weird. I actually think the hardware is super impressive in terms of like what it can do. Yeah. Like, PlayStation 4 is not going to do what that thing does. But I don't care. You know, PlayStation 4 could be a fucking garbage can with a Blu-ray player in it. I don't care what it looks like, and I don't care about all that shit. I want to know what, what it can do for games. I want to know more about Gaikai, and I want to know more about Ustream and all these things that, that the system can do. Now, I agree that, like, getting this stuff out of the way means that there's less boring stuff to talk about. But you shouldn't have any boring stuff to talk about. If you're trying to dodge boring shit, that, that means that you don't – your market's confused, you know? Sure. Yeah. Because yeah. the fact of the matter is Sony's still not going to talk about this stuff at E3, and they're going to show the hardware at E3 probably. So – Confirmed. It, their, their teaser confirmed. They're showing yeah, they'll, they'll yeah. show the hardware. Yeah. So we'll see the console. So – but, like, it's isn't it a little weird that you like you kind of have to be like, we know you don't care about this, so we just got it out of the way first. It's like well, if you don't – if you know we don't care about it, then it's y- – you know what I mean? Like, it's just a little weird. Like, like just show us all the things that we care about. And, right. if, and if you think that these are relevant things, then just admit that your system is 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 kind of not a gaming machine anymore. You right. know? But yeah, I, I mean, again, like, I don't think – you know, think of the days leading up to Sony's event, right? They were like, these are – this is the legacy of games on PlayStation 1. This is the legacy of games on PlayStation 2, on PSP, on PlayStation 3, on Vita. Like, they made a big thing out of their games. Microsoft didn't do that leading up to their event. Like, again, like – I don't think Microsoft's focus was ever going to be on just the games, and I don't think I don't think they dropped the ball in that respect because that was never the ball they were trying to hold. You know what I mean? Like I just think it is. It, you're, I think you nailed it when you said it is divergent paths. Like I, I feel like at this point they are That's trying. What I said. He said well, different ways. I think you named nailed it, Colin. <laughs> but yeah, I, I really do think they're just trying for something you, different, and, and and there will be overlap. There will obviously sure, be overlap. Sure, sure, but sure. I just think Microsoft is as concerned, not necessarily more concerned, but as concerned with the entertainment features as they are about gaming. It's one of those things when we were talking about PlayStation Four, and I kept saying that they needed to double down on gamers. Gamers will buy the system; they'll be there to support them, and that's what they're doing. And Microsoft is doubling down on entertainment, yep. and that's really going to be at the end of this console cycle. Where have the chips fallen, and who made the right bet? Right. I mean, your Sony. Xbox... I, I have to imagine has un, has. I don't want to say realistic, but they've 
brought down what their expectations are, right? We are not selling this thing to everybody. Nobody gives a flying fuck about having their photos in their console except Greg Miller. Let's get a core group together of gamers, have them support this system, buy our software, and go from there. You know what I mean? Think of it this way, right? Like, your, they have confirmed your Xbox Live account is the same on both consoles. Your Xbox Live Gold account that you have right now on Xbox 360 carries over to Xbox One. Meaning, and, and granted, it's not like everyone who has an Xbox 360 is going to buy an Xbox One, but the ones who do, it is that easy of a transition. You will log in with the account you already have. Your three months that remain are already on there. Your friends list is carried over. Like, all of that shit already exists for you. Yeah, but we do that with Vita already. So what's, what's, the, what's the – why do you sure, think that's not going to be the case with PS4? No, no, it might be the case with PS4. But what I'm saying is the reason they can focus so much on entertainment is because the gamers who are already committed to the Xbox ecosystem yeah. will not have trouble transitioning to this console. That's Th- what we've those, talked about before, the Madden players the Call of yes, Duty players, exactly. the players who only play these games with their friends. Because they have the same group of four friends they play with every weekend, like, they're fine. They're going to buy this console, or if they decide to buy this console, they have that their friends. And that see, that, and that's what we're talking about right now, is how did this thing go? We don't know yet. It's friends of this. But when we start talking about they're going to buy this console no matter what, we start getting yeah. shades of PS3 and the bravado, as you say, of that's PS2 true. into PS3. That's That'll true. be interesting. Yeah, and we also have to, you know, see, the, the thing that I think made the PS4 reveal special is like, hey, we actually do have a huge fan base of people that like PlayStation, right? Like, PlayStation definitely has the most hardcore, fervent fan base right now, you know? You yeah. don't really see that with Xbox in terms of, like, you know, because people play a lot of third-party games on Xbox, so they identify with... Xbox Live really more than they identify with like the brand or the the, the, the IP or Halo like that. and Gears yeah. And, yeah. and what I think is they're not going to buy the console because Call of Duty Ghosts is going to be on PlayStation Three and Xbox Three Hundred and Sixty, and so is FIFA, and so is Madden. So my kind of thought process on this is I can go out and buy this four hundred dollar whatever machine, and I can get this new next gen FIFA, or I can just buy the FIFA the, the current gen FIFA for the machine I already own for sixty dollars. But on PlayStation 4, they already showed all these games that you can only play on PlayStation 4, and maybe I'm compelled by that. You I know? think you're See, compelled, that... I think, to pressure your friends. That's the whole thing. You're not, you're not in this online ecosystem, right? There's so many people who have these 50-year careers in Madden and Dynasties and NCAA that go on and on, and they want to play with these people. And that's what I think it comes down to. Hey, you're on Call of Duty tonight on your 360, and you're talking to people, what do you think of them? Oh, it sucks, but I'm going to keep playing Call of Duty on this. This is my gamer tag, and this is my clan, and this is how, you know what I mean? Like, there's that community sense to it, I think. Yeah, that's I, from. I just don't, you know, I, I, I do think the negativity is strange just because I think the hardware is impressive, but I under, and I think it's very impressive, and I think it will outdo PlayStation 4 in, in many ways. Maybe not technically, but in many ways, like in terms of connecting all these things, which, you know, we don't care about, but like, you know, 8 million connects sold in, what, two months? So, like, the first two months on the market, so people clearly care about that kind of shit. And games like Just yeah. Dance sell very well. And that's what's so weird is those numbers, those exact numbers you're saying right now. Because when you say, like, yeah, they showed Infamous and they showed Killzone, that might compel people to buy it. But, like, Infamous 2, man, is a great game. Like, I can't even think of that many ways that that game could be better. And yet Infamous 2 did not sell anything close to what, like, Gears of War 3 sold or what, right. you know, even Forza probably just sold in the most recent one. Like, And honestly, I think we get to this weird position where, like... Microsoft is just playing a different game than Sony is. And it's weird to say, but they really are. And it's like they the numbers in America, at least, are on their side. And it comes down to, are they going... Like, they said a worldwide launch in 2013. They were very specific with that word, worldwide. Does Is Japan even something they're trying for anymore? They, have to, they have to launch it in Japan. They'll they'll fail, but, like, they, they're definitely going to fail. Like, PlayStation 4 is definitely going to win in Japan. Right. But they have to do it. They can't just seed, like, an entire territory 15 percent of the market in japan in sony's own territory you know that's basically just saying well you guys win because sony's not going to do that in the united states yep. you know they're going to come hard with playstation 4 in the united yeah states. but it's there's, not gonna there's, win. there's a chance here you know what i mean you have a chance at this yeah point. There, there, yeah but i still think you, a big 
huge corporation like Microsoft I agree. not do that. I agree. Yeah, I, mean, I don't I don't buy the, you know, we've been told in the past and and I think um you know, people have told us on the record in, in the past that like we they think that consoles don't do well here or con- like American consoles don't do well rather in Japan because it's American, but that doesn't account for Apple's outrageous success in Japan. There there is an angle into that market. The reason that they don't like your shit is be- is has nothing to do with the fact that you're American in my opinion. Yeah. yeah. I mean, to play devil's advocate, I, I I agree with you, but to play devil's advocate, is it if it's going to fail in Japan, is it worth the cost of producing those extra 250,000 consoles or whatever they're going to do to send to Japan if they're just going to sit there and not sell? If they just write that off now and don't send the and and that amount of production stays here, does that save the money or do they break even? Yeah, it, well, it would probably would it would definitely save the money. I'm just yeah. wondering about if it's going to save them face. If they're just sure. like, "Hey, Sony, you can take your own territory back like we're done." You yeah. know, like Sony's going to be like, "This is this is awesome." You yeah, know, I, like we don't have to try at all. <laughs> well, I mean, that, that seems to be the case now anyway. You know, I mean, it's like it's not like anyone is buying an Xbox 360 in Japan. You know, um, they did back in the day. I mean, people do forget that Xbox 360 sold yeah. like a million units in Japan. It just fell off a cliff. Yeah. Uh, you know, they did make games like Blue Dragon and Lost yeah. Odyssey for that, for that market. Blue Dragon. I mean, we've been, we've been pretty hard on them. What did you like? Like, what was your favorite thing yesterday? What was, what was one thing that stood out to you as positive? I like the console. I know a lot of people keep talking about how huge it is and how ugly oh, it is. Oh, that was, that was like the perfect time for Ryan McCaffrey to come into the room. He's too. been out there. He's like, when are they going to stop talking shit about <laughs> yeah. it? <laughs> well, what did we like about it? Hey, it's me, Ryan McCaffrey, everybody. <laughs> oh, hi. Hey, hi, Ryan. How are Ryan. you? Is he coming in? Yeah, is he's my mic in. on? Yeah, you're all set. You're on mic three. Right. showing up. I like Ryan. I wish we had all these going, conversations Ryan. when he was still here. It's, it's a, it's what did, so what did you think of the conference, Ryan McCaffrey? It's it was a, it was a cliffhanger, fittingly like a television show. <laughs> <laughs> That's all they talked about. Television. Was TV, television, like TV, television. Oh, that, that Call of Duty, sports. That, there's like that minute-long cut. We're of gonna the embed that in this uh, oh, podcast. It's so yeah. good. <laughs> See if we can rescue Jean-Luc Picard from the Borg in 19 days at E3, <laughs> <laughs> or if, gonna, if, if Riker's really gonna blow up the ship and and Picard's gonna die. So, I think that was a Star Trek. So, right? so, so you, you, did, what did you think? Did you like it or didn't you? Didn't you like I mean, it? the thing is, you know, the, the internet's melting down. And yeah, would I have liked to have seen more games? Of course. But they did. They said over and over and over that this was going to be a hardware platform sh- conference. And you can, you can debate whether that was a good idea. The, I would argue probably not. I mean, they, they have their strategy. Uh, it's certainly for us and for our audience, it didn't play well. But they did say for all the all the forum meltdowns, you know, they did say over and over, this is going to be all about the hardware and the platform, and E3 will be all about the games. And yeah. I, I can assure you from all the conversations I've been having over the last several weeks, E3 really genuinely will be all about the games and the core games. So they're the, whether those games are any good remains to be seen, sure, but sure. They, are, they, they will deliver on what they've said. So I just think, you know... Yeah, I mean, uh, compared if you just straight up compare the PlayStation Four conference to the uh, you guys aren't wearing headphones. I'm going to take these no, things yeah. off. Yeah. We got out of that a long you know, time. Yeah. We're too cool for headphones. Uh, <laughs> you know, if you just straight up compare the the two conferences, the PS Four reveal to the Xbox One reveal, the PS Four reveal was definitely a better conference because it was focused on gamers with games. So there's yeah, there's no doubt. And about then, but that. I, yeah, this is what we're talking about. A second though, I think you know we're skewed, right? Like we are gamers, and we that's yeah. what we want and all that stuff. I still think there's I'm very interested to see what these guys do now, both Sony and Microsoft, at E3, to follow up what yeah. they do. Because this yeah. is a total I, – I still think there's a, a stroke of genius to this, the way Xbox One did this. It pissed off all of our readers right. and everyone we follow on Twitter and, our, and the well, echo chamber of games industry like we talked about, right? 
But like Gelfarb was saying, his friend who doesn't know much about games was talking about this machine. See, that's the thing. I, there, I've been saying this. Like I've been doing a bunch of radio interviews today. After in the aftermath of this, I've been saying like the, the, my own catchphrase. It's not my catchphrase. It's an old cliche. But they're they are trying to have their cake and eat it too. They're like, you made that. Hey, <laughs> I, I coined that. So you owe me a nickel every time you say it. Um, it's like, hey, we've got we've got your Halo. It's on TV too. And we've got your Call of Duty, bro. It's all good. It's and all dogs. here. It's all still here. But hey, look at all this other look right. for the rest of your family and the rest of like it does all this cool st- shit with your fantasy sports teams, which which actually could be neat, except for the what you pointed out yesterday, Greg. Is you and I are still fucking playing on Yahoo, Yahoo leagues, leagues, which I'm is not... <laughs> why are we? Why do we do this to ourselves? But uh, Yahoo's got that on lock. Oh, but I mean, like that, that. There needs to be that integration, right? Otherwise, what does it matter to me? Yeah. Right, but anyway, right. I mean, yeah. It's uh, it's all that that they are trying. They're trying to get everybody, and I think you know this is the the culmination of their strategy. They said twelve years ago, we want this. This this is the, here's the Xbox. We want it to take over your living room, and they've taken slowly been taking steps towards that. And this is they're going. You know, they're pushing all their chips to the middle of the table. And whether or not it pays off remains to be seen. But the thing that keeps getting glossed over in all the meltdowns is, you know, uh, what's his face? Bomber. Software guy, Phil Spencer, came out and said, we have 15 yeah. first-party exclusive titles in the first 12 months of this console's release, which that's 15 – that's more – that's about no, – not even a joke. If you exclude Live Arcade, if, you, if you're just counting retail $60 games – that's about three. The last three years of 360 worth is 15 games. So 15 in the first year, half of them new IPs, half of them existing franchises. So you know if those games are good, it's all good. Do you see them? Is that going to be? A, do you think that's a new push? Kind of this like, hey, this is what we've learned from the Xbox that we're actually going to do. Because Colin and I was talking about this last night, right? That every month. Sony puts out all these exclusives, but uh, so like when you got when Xbox is talking about exclusives, are they talking about like their version of Men's Room Mayhem and When Vikings Attack? Or are they talking? <laughs> yeah, I mean, about... those are new IP. You yeah, know, like, yeah, like, yeah. And like, like that was the thing I was wondering about that specifically is like, uh, there's no doubt that a few of these are going to be fucking huge games. Quantum yeah. Break looks uh, like a great game. Yes. Hey, obviously, going to be a new Halo, new Gears, new Forza. But like, you know, When Vikings Attack is a new IP on PlayStation, or right. Tokyo Jungle. Is an IP like is like what are they talking? Because you could just say yeah. that about anything, you know? What yeah, I mean? like, like do they mean sixty dollars retail games or like are they triple A games? Because twelve yeah. of those could just be garbage, you know? Uh, yeah. No, they're not all triple A games, but they're I I think they're all going to be more than you know piddly little no one cares oh, sure, about sure, them sure, things either. Right. You know, it's gonna it's gonna run the gamut. I mean, you could already say you know Forza is arguably I mean they're positioning it as a triple A game. It's really not. It's like a it's an awesome double A. Thing. Right. It doesn't really sell systems the way that, even though it's as good as Gran Turismo, arguably, it doesn't really move hardware the way Gran right, Turismo right. always has. But like you know, Halo Gears and hopefully some new stuff will be the AAA killer app kind of things. But yeah, it, it's going to run the gamut. But I mean, you know, either way, even if it is, you know, six or six downloadable games. So what? Downloadable games are rad. Oh, oh sure, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. No, no, no one's that's... putting that down. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We, Journey. Tokyo, we like, we like Game Tokyo of the Year, Jungle. Yeah. <laughs> We're just setting expectations. Yeah, but the point is that that's not yet. Tokyo Jungle, I, I think, isn't going to sell systems. Tokyo right, Jungle right, right, isn't right, going right. to necessarily. Like, and there, yeah. well, the thing, there are very few games that can sell systems, sure. regardless of whatever platform it is. I mean, Nintendo has Mario and Zelda. Nothing else. Even Metroid doesn't sell systems. You know, sure. it's, there are those only those top tier 
super triple A things that are actually capable of inspiring you to pay money for the console. Yes. I mean, what, what, you know, the one thing we were talking about is first impressions, you know? And I yeah. think that that's really imp- – like, I think that that's, like, one of the major takeaways I have. Because, I, I, like I said, I think the negativity is, like, a little overblown. I think yeah. the hardware is really impressive. I yeah. was disappointed with the lack of games. Right. I think it's, and, I think it's kind of embarrassing. That and I think – see, I would respectfully disagree that this is probably going to come off, especially to the Beyond crowd. This is going to come yeah, off like Xbox good. They're fanboy. Level they're level no, I really better. think – you know the same thing where except year. This, look at look at the grin on Goldfarb's face. No, we're like, making, I can't fun, wait of, making fun of the kids. No, 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 no. I was laughing. But, the, but just like the you know the the internet was up in arms about oh that Microsoft's waited so long to make to have this May twenty first event. They're losing all sorts of mind share to Sony. I've been saying the whole time. I mean the reality of the world we live in. It is an up. To, it is a moment to moment. Yeah. As soon as that tweet is gone down your your Twitter roll. It's forgotten and gone, and so it's only all, – all that matters is what you've done really, really lately. So that's why Sony having the so-called PS4, you know, the next-gen mindshare for the last three months didn't matter as of yesterday. Now we're on an even playing field. For the next three weeks, Microsoft is going to get raked over the coals, and okay, justifiably so. What's with the always online shit? What's with the used games and the fee of having – if you take it to your friend's house, what's with all that crap? But – if if the games are good, if they blow out those games and they're good games at E3, it's all forgotten. It's all forgotten and it doesn't matter. And suddenly, and suddenly, all these guys, all these people online are going to go from, you know, f this system. I'm never. I'm PS4 for life. Whatever. To oh, dude, wow, this is great. I'm. To- I can't wait for an Xbox One. This Destiny is going to be rad. Tweeted this morning or last night. I know I'm not buying it. And I tweeted yeah. back. I go, didn't you buy a Wii U? Yeah. yeah. He bought a Wii U and an Ouya. <laughs> he, responds, he, he responds, fool me once, dot, dot, dot. And today I'm like, you're fucking buying an Xbox. Yeah. I yeah. guarantee I mean, you are and buying to, And to an be Xbox. clear to uh, the legions of amazing Beyond fans that are, of course, just great IG fans, I'm buying both. Right. Yeah, absolutely. I'm going because I, I, I hope I can. I really legitimately hope I can afford both because if these launch wow. at five hundred dollars each, plus I want a few launch games, I don't know if I can buy both. Well, I, that and thing. that's understandable. But you know what I said on, uh, I think towards the end of our of our post game show yesterday, our live show, which if you didn't catch it, uh, it's up in full archive on the site now. I'd love for you to go take a look at it. It's featuring Ian Damon and Greg for a bit, and some of the other editors, and, and Peter, Peter Molyneux. Yeah. Just you know, we are our, our analysis and reactions to the conference it was a great two hours that was fun yeah um you know all the rumors heading into this and all the leaks supposed leaks were that wow these these two consoles that the xbox one and the ps4 are the same damn thing it's like the same chipset the same amount of ram pretty pretty much the same exact boxes with different names on them when now it ultimately turns out that's sort of under the hood that's more or less true but really these two guys are going in complete different directions. See, Greg? He did my hands, though. It said complete <laughs> yeah. different directions. He, he did the diversion path. I, went diver- I said they've been going in divergent path, and Colin said they're going in different directions <laughs> running away. I'm like, if you're running away from each other, how are you going to have any of the same yeah. games? No, I, no, that I, doesn't I, matter. The, the strategies are t- – I agree yeah. with the you. Stra- the I agree with you. completely We've different. We've been saying now, that. Now, here's the thing that, that I think is that there's one finish line in one of those directions, and, and much like there's parity developed – this generation with PS3 and Xbox 360, which they're both in the mid-70 millions sold. I don't think that both of them can win next generation. I do, because the the Wii Wii U's dead. It's over. Yeah. It's over. They're out of the game. That's true. That's why I'm excited about this great Titan match at E3 with these Nintendo's going to be crying in the corner somewhere. 
And then he oh, this is, this Nintendo is, has a new on. Smash Brothers, a new Zelda. They have a ton no, of shit coming oh, to you. Like over. For, this is this is <laughs> man. You really hit a fucking nerve. I'm, I'm just saying. I don't think Nintendo is out of this race. This, I think I think it's very interesting seeing all these people taking different directions because I think we have. I'm going to add a new hand gesture. We have three different directions. I'm going to go. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is Super NES versus Genesis all over again. Sure. This yeah, is I, what I, this is going to be. Yeah, I agree. And I'm, it's, it's it's a tight match. I mean, these two because like the the Wii U. I agree. I think the Wii U will be relegated to a niche just like GameCube and N64 was because everyone that says Zelda and Mario are going to sell these systems well Zelda and Mario didn't sell it's N64 diminishing GameCube. returns yeah. so, and sure, Zelda sure. and frankly Uncharted 3 sold almost twice as much as Skyward Sword did so that, that puts right. that into perspective with an install base much smaller than we so I'm sick of that argument the I, I am excited that these two guys are going in different directions because it's going to play out differently for, this, for these two companies yeah. I really do think that you can't possibly retain anything but an ephemeral audience without the hardcore gamer and that's why i think the first impressions thing with xbox might be damaging to them later now i agree i agree that like once you see a game once you see halo or something like that well it's all bets are off of course right, right? yeah but i i often look at things like i look at nintendo as like I, this is a company i grew up loving and really caring about and grew up on their systems and love them but they don't care about me anymore they don't care yeah. about me anymore they don't you know see and like i kind of you kind of take that personally in a way as a consumer right, right. like like, hey, I want I want to give my money to the company that that cares about me. Yeah, that doesn't take you for granted. Yeah, the, and like that kind of came off like that to me. I mean, I, I don't know. The yeah. bigger picture thing that it's interesting is you know Sony doubling down on the core gamer, which is great. I'm buying one. Everybody in here is buying one. But they've you know they've had all these great IPs and these exclusive first party games on PS3, and we complain about Microsoft relying on the same fucking four pillars. The Halo, the Forza, the Gears, and the Fable over and over again for the whole second half of this generation. But those games of all they're all multi million sellers every right. time and these all these quality first party PlayStation three games, net they can't touch the sales of those three sixty games. And so you wonder, it, it's even though it sucks to admit this, like, is Microsoft strategy the ultimately the better business strategy and how will that play out in the next gen? Microsoft is now uh, they've got those franchises, and now they're they've got these other eight new IPs. Right. And right. Sony doesn't really have like yeah, there's Uncharted, God of War. We I mean we just saw God of War, just like we just saw Gears of War, the two Gal games. But uh, you know, Microsoft sort of has those pillars working for them. Heading but Sony into... has so many owned studios, is the thing. Sony has a lot of. It, it, we don't know yet, right? I mean, we don't yeah. know what every studio is working on. Sony has the potential to have a ton of wild yeah. cards that they pull out of nowhere, like. Or, or so so what, cards, I, what I would argue, I, I mean, I would, I would submit one other theory here. So with the Wii U, we've just seen it launched with a couple games and then catastrophic drought that's killed, that's killed any momentum the system had. Sure. It's always a, it's always a risk. It's always a problem for to some degree for every new console launch. Let's say if that happens again with PS4 and Xbox One, all this TV and other entertainment things, you could almost look at that is that could help Xbox One potentially weather a game drought if you've got these other sort of features to it that might keep you using it for a while. Whereas if PS4 is solely a games machine or de more of a dedicated games machine, is it, is it as capable of weathering a potential drought? I mean, hopefully there is no drought for anybody. That's the drought thing is interesting, right? Because I was talking about this yesterday with somebody like – the last console – what was the last console that launched, like, with a killer app? Because when you think about it, right, like, the Xbox PS3, One. Halo. Yes, for sure. Exactly. Halo, Halo is a great example. That came with Xbox. You could have that day one. But it's like – look at 360, right? It was, like, Perfect Dark Zero. King Kong. 
No, yeah, Wii you're right. That's the correct answer, actually. Yeah, I guess Wii, Wii Sports. Sports is true. Yeah. Wii, so Wii Sports was a surprising killer app, I guess. And it came, but it counts. It also came plugs. packed in with yeah. it, though, right? I mean, like, I'm, I guess I'm just Still saying, counts. like, I, do, a good example I obviously do not expect Xbox One to launch with Halo 5. I obviously no. do not expect PS4 to launch with Uncharted 4. Correct. Like, I mean, I, I, I don't... It's going to launch with Shadowfall, which is going to be a game that the core cares about. And I think that that, that kind of points to McCaffrey's, you know, w- first of all, we've had, we've lost many a bet in, in, during this podcast, <laughs> betting about PlayStation exclusives, not selling Xbox exclusives, like the bet, the bet with Jim Riley was that every every PS3 exclusive combined combined in 2011 would outsell what Gears of War, Gears of War 3. three, and we lost. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And that includes Twisted Metal and Infamous Two and Killzone Three and like yeah. all these games and Uncharted Three, right? Yeah, yeah, sure, yeah. and yeah. Then just, we lost. Yeah. So like. And that, that was a bet where I was like, you're out of your mind. Yeah. <laughs> you remember remember we did that? that? Yeah. Well, don't forget. A, a bet, I didn't even worry about it. When I mean, I you like, still have a bet with Anthony Gallegos over The Last of Us versus uh, Halo 4. Anthony believed that it would sell 10 times more than Halo than The Last of Us. And Halo, I think, is Halo 4 is now the best-selling Halo, I think. Yeah. It's something... So, I mean, and, and... The Last of Us would only have to do, like, half of Uncharted 3's numbers. Exactly. I mean, but, done. like, Anthony's example was 5 million versus 500,000, which is not an impossible situation. No, of course not. But, I, here, so here's the thing. I, I agree that... I think Xbox has a fascinating ecosystem. I think they're... they're, they're uh, trendsetters, like I said earlier in the podcast, the, the Ethernet port, Xbox Live, all of these things were like achievements. They're all trend-setting stuff, and this could be another trend where it's like, this is what our machine does; it does everything. But I think the interesting thing that Sony can do is to say, it's to almost be very casual about it and be like, of course, our shit plays Netflix. Like, who cares? <laughs> you know, like that should be almost a like, of course, yeah, you can play whatever you want, like do whatever you want, go but- on the web, but but we know you want this shit right here, you know, and. That's not going to appeal to everybody, but that keeps your people coming back for the, more. The risk of that, though, is it is the message is so important, and that Microsoft trumping up those services, the the Netflixes and Amazon videos yeah. and MLB TVs and and Sunday IGN was on the there, world. by the way, on the uh, on their board of all the things that, that the yes. system does. IGN's Hell yeah. logo was on there, but. You 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 Go have to. Colin just did the quietest high five I've ever seen. In my <laughs> but you've just but, fingertips. Yeah, you've but you've got to shout from the rooftops about that stuff to get the attention of mom and dad and those same people that Microsoft has got hooked playing. You can play, watch the playing right, 360 right now using the Today Show. 360. Whereas if you if you just assume that if you take that for granted on the PlayStation side, like no one ever talks about people using their PS3 for Netflix, even though you can, of course, do it. Well, it's the most platform, used yeah. platform of Netflix, <laughs> yeah. PS3. Yeah, so Here, it's, it's, it, it's For me, there's a couple things happening here when we're talking about this, and I think it goes back to how the Wii took off and what you're talking about with Xbox exclusives. I think Xbox exclusives sell so well because there are a few of them, and you have a unified mind share, really, of the Xbox audience, right? right. Of, like, of course I want to play Halo, of course I want to play Gears, or keep playing Call of Duty or something along those lines. When the Wii took off, it took off because all of us hardcore gamers went out and bought it because we were tricked into thinking this is going to be the virtual console and a new Zelda. And we yep. brought it home right before Thanksgiving, and then everyone's parents came and were like, what's this? Oh, you can bowl with it. This is cool. Oh, and my that, goodness. That's this is amazing. Everyone ran out and bought it. My thing here is that I think hardcore gamers are going to be more compelled from what we've seen right now. Let's yeah, say yeah. we went to the store tomorrow. Yeah. More compelled to go out and buy the PlayStation 4 for these games and what right. they're playing because that's what they want. Whereas you look at the Xbox and you say – why do I need this? I haven't and granted for that I don't think in a lot of ways PlayStation 4 has answered that either. Why do what do I need on day 1 from this system? But I think Xbox's audience is going to look at it and go 
like I was saying earlier with the whole clan thing, and like, oh, I want to play with my clan. Hey, are you guys buying the new Xbox? No, not yet. I'm going to wait. And then wait, they Greg's in the wait. KKK? <laughs> <laughs> He's from the Midwest. <laughs> Not that, not that. I, I mean, I see that, <laughs> not that much in the Midwest. I see that point. Like my, the, the craziest thing to me, right, is how little we actually know about both of these consoles. And sure. I mean, like, you always talk about the Vita, Colin. You always talk about how they announced the Vita. Everyone's into it, and then they were like, "And the memory card is separate, and it costs a hundred bucks for." And a they waited like one. a week before it came out. Exactly, and they were like, "Mod Nation Racers doesn't have online," and there was all these little things that leaked out till right before, right? And it's like we're already seeing that with like the Xbox event ended, and like I don't think any of us were like completely blown away, but like things were. Not super negative until it was like, okay, there's a fee for used games, and that fee is the price of a full game, and it does have to connect to the internet that's once crazy. every that's 24 true. hours. That that's true, like, there's so many little things. I thought that was confirmed. Yeah, that, that comes from Microsoft. Full price? You, unless you were logged into your profile. Think about it this way. It's, Holy it's, shit. It's honestly, I, I, it sucks, I know, because it's something we're not used to and blah, blah. It's not the worst idea ever. Like, when yeah. I went to Mike Boylan's house and watched him play NHL, I was like, Mom, Dad, we have to go buy NHL 94. So if he came to my house and put that in my Genesis and then left with it, I'd be like, I have to buy it. No, of course, yeah. of course. I just think, I mean, so I will say this about the used game argument. This is publisher-driven, clearly. And yes. you better believe that PlayStation 4 is not going to get away with it. You know, like, there's no way that publishers are going to be like, if you buy an Xbox One version of the game, you can't share You're it with fucked. your friends. <laughs> yeah. If you buy Madden 25 on Xbox One, that's it. If you buy Madden, if you buy Madden 25 on PlayStation 4, just give it to whoever the fuck you want. Like, there's yeah. no way. And like, that's there's, why. Yeah. There's that's, no way that's going to. That's why the whole <laughs> Xbox Cloud comes in to be such a big deal, right? Yeah. Is the fact that if I go to Goldfarb's house and I want to show him, because that's what everybody always bitches about. Well, what if I wanted to bring it to a friend's house? Well, you bring your profiles in the cloud. You download yeah. it yeah. in two go seconds and you play. Yeah, exactly. And that, that's kind of the thing. Right? But the question becomes, you know, people often tell us like when we're talking about games, they're like, oh, who cares? You guys get all the games for free anyway. This affects our game library, right? Like, how does this affect like two people playing the same library. game? No, no. I know that, but what, I, what I'm saying is this is really interesting because it changes the whole ecosystem in a way broader sense than even just gamers. In a know? way that I, I think, think will really eventually be, like to, to Greg's point, I, th- I think eventually will be positive for the developers that depend on game sales for in order to make new games. Yeah. I mean, that's that's right. totally I'm totally fine with. Yeah, that. Uh, Remedy released uh, surprised me today. They, they Sam Lake, the creative studio head at Remedy, the makers of of Alan Wake, of course, an Xbox exclusives. Boo! Um, boo! <laughs> but he actually put a video on YouTube today because they announced a Remedy game yesterday. One of the two games yep. shown <laughs> yesterday. Looks really cool. And it wasn't Alan Wake 2 like we all thought and kind of hoped it would be. So they released it a video with a, a bunch of IP. Indiana Jones references yeah, for a, the whole end of the video. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was a new IP called uh, Quantum Break. And they actually they put out a video today explaining why it's not Alan Wake 2. And it was basically like, hey, this game – had some legs and ended up moving about three million total across Xbox and PC, but publishers greenlight sequels based on those initial sales out of the gate. We didn't have that, so we had to go. We had to leave Alan Wake behind and do this new thing. We hope we can do Alan Wake. And again they got someday. an Xbox Live game in there too, right? Did they do that Xbox Live? Game? The, it was a it was a downloadable sort of. Yeah. Spin off chapter thing of Alan Wake called Alan Wake's American Nightmare, right, which right, was, right. was really good, by the way. Um, but it's – I forget where the hell I was going with that point. I'm sorry, but, I interrupted you. Uh, no, it's uh, – Dad, he, he's, he was talking to the people about the, hot, the harsh realities of this business. Yeah. Yeah, they, they you know, that well, this the, is the, what – Yeah, and you never see that. And, that, and, and so, yeah. so that's – it was with the used games thing. And that's the thing. It's like, you know, if, if – uh, if, let's say that if the Xbox One system had been in place where you can't just say, right. oh, I finished Alan Wake because it's, it's a single-player only game. It was rad, and now I'm going to loan it to four friends. Maybe if, you know, that would have increased sales of Alan yeah, Wake by – 
20% that would have been enough to get Alan Wake 2 greenlit. This is the example we always talk about with, with heavy, rain. heavy Rain. That the My, my favorite PlayStation 3 game, by yeah, the way, awesome Heavy game. Rain. Yeah, it sold how many copies? It, well, at the time, at GDC a couple years ago, David Cage was like, well, so the game sold 2 million copies, but 3 million people have trophies. You know? Right. And, and it's like, well... That kind of sucks. That, that would have been sucks. like that kind of like you know, and the game has that game has legs like clearly, yeah, right? and like they, they're just you know they're doing Beyond Two Souls and they already have their PS4 game in development, so they're obviously like in, you know fine. But I do agree that this is the, the this is also the reality and has been for a long time on PC. So it's just right. it's just a way that people have and and with downloadable games, if you yeah. buy Journey, you can't just share it with your right. friends. And, and not yeah, no one can, complains but. about Steam. It's only the cons because that's what people have been. Ex- you know that's how they've expected things to be all these it's years. Been this, but exactly, it's, it's been just this way you know. So long. I I will you know people make the argument. Oh, I can buy a used car, no problem, or this or that. But sorry, I mean you know games are not cars, and I will su- I support developers all day long because uh, you know we've seen how many studios have closed exactly it's this generation, of- and it's not healthy. Like, would you rather have? Would you rather play your fucking used game and n- not a penny goes to your favorite developer? But you know, at, except the cost of that is in two years they're out of business because their game didn't. It's sell. funny like, you brought up you... the game library because we've we've had this discussion for as long as I've been here right at IGN. As this is ramped up with layoffs and everything else, and people do say, "Well, you guys get to play your games for free." And obviously, when we're reviewing them or when we're trying to catch up on Game of the Year, I've been going out of my way recently because you know I'm finally I have some money to you know because I'm not because you're whoring <laughs> fucking whoring myself out making. Calling pizzas every yeah. day, you and but like I'm going out of my way to buy games. You know what I mean? Yeah, to yeah, to yeah, what totally. we're talking about, and, you know, for for stuff that I'm playing for fun. When it's something for work and I need to be involved sure. with it, I'm review- Obviously, it's a different that thing when job. I need to compare. But like for like Marvel Heroes, I think is a great example. It's free to play, right? And I played it and I did a live stream for it. And I was like, "Here's my." I gave them two hundred dollars for their founders pack. I was like, "I'm sold in this game. What you're doing is awesome. I want to support you." Yeah, totally. So it's I a- bought. Three copies of Bioshock Infinite. <laughs> <laughs> this brings up another. This brings up another interesting point, specifically about what we've talked about in the past, which is hardware sales versus attach rate, and that this might affect certain people that like only buy used games or only share games. But the fact is, is that the hardware manufacturers don't, they don't care, care about you. It's yeah, so like yeah. they would rather sell thirty million PlayStation fours than seventy million if that meant that the attach rate was ten to like ten games per console instead of three. Yep. Like they don't care. You know, like yeah. that's the thing that people don't under, I think don't understand is like if you're like, well, I'm not going to play Madden anymore because they can't buy it live. EA's like, I don't. We don't care. Yeah. Don't play it. Like we we you know, and that's kind of the harsh. Absolutely it's, it's a very right. harsh reality, but it is a reality. That, Absolutely right. That. But with Microsoft and Sony would rather say, like, we'll sell half as many hard like yeah. we make goes, our money on software. We actually lose money on hardware. I mean, yeah, that know? that goes back to things like Microsoft doing a broadband only online network in two thousand two when fifty six K was the dominant. They were like Nope. Whatever, we don't care. This is this is the future we're betting on. So, and they were right, and that's what I was saying. Like they're they are Microsoft is undeniably trailblazers and, and Sony has taken a lot of the things they've done, whether it's PlayStation Network is Xbox Live, you know? Uh, trophies or achievements? Yeah. Like the achievements thing is, of course, we get really into it. But at the same time, oh, you have you have a. I thought you were going a different way with it. Oh, I was just gonna say it's interesting. It's an interesting point because it's something that like we care about. We care about our achievements and our trophies. But that created the meta game that surrounds everything. Whether you're playing a game on an iPhone or an Android That's device, very true. Like, they made that up. Like there's no denying well, that Microsoft is it, a trendsetter. DLC yeah. even, which started really came into play on Xbox One, Halo Two, right? Uh, not even that. I mean, all the Clancy games, like oh, Rainbow were, Six yeah, Three, yeah, back yeah. when it was all free. By the way, yeah, yeah, you Rainbow Six Three, <laughs> Splinter Cell missions, free Rainbow Six maps, free Ghost recon maps but all those seeds were planted and now you're right Colin our entire fucking lives are microtransactions 
take a plane ride somewhere. It's all microtransactions. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> all ridiculous. So, right. so, so in it's this, all Microsoft's fault. In this sense, like there, there's something to be said about, regardless of the way we feel about it, about, about as gamers, that Microsoft does set trends. Like, and this might be the next trend. You know, at the same time, like I was saying, like for for Sony to take that kind of stuff for granted, they don't often talk about Netflix functionality on PlayStation Three, but it is the most used Netflix like device, right. yeah. regardless. You know, so. The, the one thing we haven't talked about, which is kind of war and kind of history of the, of the industry, too, is the third console curse, which is a very real thing when you look at, it, at the history of the, of, the, of the generation or the history of the industry. And people have been talking about that a lot, too. Like, can you do it a third time? You know, NES, SNES, N64. Right. Uh, PlayStation, PlayStation 2, PlayStation 3, Master System, Genesis, Saturn. Yeah. Like, there's, you know, there's something to be said about that, too, just based on the historical data that we have. You know, which just is flopping at launch. For, for as much trend setting, well. PlayStation Three flop, well, flopped in the beginning, but they actually but it, salvaged yeah, it. They yeah. salvaged it exactly. for as much trend setting as Microsoft does. They also fall on their face a lot too. You know, things like uh, Zune, uh, what a Courier, uh, Windows Bing. Vista. Yeah, Vista. <laughs> like there are a lot of projects. Yeah, uh, Bing has sort of been salvaged a little bit too. But yeah, there are plenty of things that Microsoft does that that go nowhere fast. No so doubt, no doubt. this console could be one of them. We don't know. Maybe this is the wrong play, yeah, but. Yeah. Uh, yeah, as long as as long as the games are there. Well, Gold yeah, yeah. asked before everything we got sidetracked here what are, what we liked from the conference. Mm-hmm. Colin writes in about it. He's not sure. It's something I, I wrote. Liked I wrote to the pocket. You did, yeah. <laughs> hey, everybody, I'm a huge bitch named Colin for you. Colin writes in. It says beyond. Beyond. Yeah. What do you guys think Microsoft is going to do with evolving achievements? Does this mean adding more later, or does it mean oh. more obnoxious multiplayer achievements? It's a brilliant idea. It's, it's a brilliant awesome. idea. It's if, an awesome if, idea. It's a great idea, and Sony should steal this from them too. They will. Be- because well, I think they will because it's going to be in things like sports games. Imagine if there was a silver trophy in FIFA 14 where like you just played it on a weekend like during whatever FIFA weekend and you just get a trophy for it. It's like a double yep. XP weekends, right? Yeah. Drive people yep. to it. Not only that, it's a, great idea. It's, it's a brilliant idea of making you keep that game and not sell it back. Exactly You know right. that there's going to be when the, ma- exactly when the playoffs right. come, Madden is going to say, who's going to win? Go on and you know find somebody who's playing. You know, you'd be the Steelers and you'd be whoever and you play and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, it's a brilliant idea. It's a brilliant idea. Just another brilliant idea in the metagame. You know? I like it a lot. Yeah. I hope they start putting them out for watching TV, because then I'll be doing that on there, too. Oh, well, we do that anyway. <laughs> Watch the Islanders win. Achievement. Uh, trophy oh unlocked. Colin so will never unlock it. <laughs> <laughs> it's always, like, vacant. That's like some of those early Xbox games that have achievements. It's like, be number one in the world on the leaderboard. And well, no yeah, one yeah. Yeah, what, what game was that? Well, I believe... It was one of the like early, early, maybe even yeah. Perfect Dark Zero. It was something like that. Or it it was, there was one for like Tiger Woods that's unattainable yeah, now too. Yeah. yeah, that sucks. Yeah, <laughs> that's bullshit. Yeah. Um, but I, I will. You know, we've been talking a lot about what Microsoft, you know, has contributed and, and like that. That Sony copies them a lot. I do think we talked about it a little bit before. The one thing that I think Microsoft learned from Sony is the exclusive game thing. That like that has been a a, a talking point, whether or not it plays out in the market, and it doesn't. Yeah. That is a talking about that. Like Sony owns twelve studios, and they like, they are constantly making games. And Sony doesn't own, or Microsoft doesn't own really anything. They they bought Rare for some reason. And then they've been, but they've been quietly ramping up. Yeah, and, yeah, and so I think they're, that's why I yeah. think that the the it's a tacit you know and you know tacitly admitting that like hey like maybe there's a point to this like we can we can shake this. It might not play out in the market, but we can totally shake this this notion that this is a Halo machine. I mean, yeah. one thing that's really interesting about Microsoft that hasn't really th- that could even be like like the big rumor, right? Like obviously people talk about PlayStation, but rumor becomes like, oh, God of War 4, Uncharted 4, like kind of like the sequels and the new order things you would 1886. expect. The Order 1886. The Order Naughty Dog's new game, etc., etc., etc. 
But it's interesting that Microsoft rumors are like a Fable MMO and like all of these things that are trying something new. Like Microsoft keeps talking about free to play. They talk about all these things in these interviews that came out yesterday. And I'm really interested to see what the hell games they're going to announce. <gasps> oh, I love the internet. Why would happen? Uh, Lennon and Maisie from Nashville tweeted about the Nashies, and they have like, God damn it, Greg. Woo! I will say, speaking of loving this the is internet, my, <laughs> my favorite part of yesterday was Jim Riley tweets at Shuhei Yoshida, oh my God, that was and he so goes, brilliant. "Hey Shuhei, what do you think of the Xbox One?" And Shuhei's response was like, "Oh, sorry, I went back to sleep. Uh, what do you say about the HTC One?" <laughs> I think that's good stuff. I love little, little like ribbing back and forth. I think yeah, I, I would like to see more of that between the companies. But well, that's the whole. I mean, like you know, we always talk about how right shoes untouchable. She can do whatever he wants. Whereas like if you're an Xbox guy and you say deal with it, yeah. <laughs> shit goes fucking south fast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's true. That's true. Don, yeah, Don Matrick can't get away with that. Yeah. Yep. You get a Jeff Bell situation when oh, that happens. Bell. He's leaving to pursue his uh, passion for career brand marketing. Wasn't that his? One of the best. He, he's going to go leave. try and do something for the world lately. That's so. So uh... so. Where do we leave this? I mean, so I really do. We're going to end on a Call of Duty trailer. I, yeah, a 15 minute Call of Duty, trailer. <laughs> and then it'll just abruptly stop. Yeah, we're like, that was it. <laughs> that was just I really do believe. I do believe two things, and I've talked to Greg about one. Well, we've talked about both of these things. Really, is that the first thing is that Sony will focus on the gamers with PlayStation 4, and if they can't win doing that, they will never be able to win. And, right. I, and, I, really, right. and I really believe that. Like, they'll never win. Like, they, they can, they'll can always exist. The PlayStation brand is not going anywhere, but they'll never win if this strategy doesn't work. They'll win, this, is the, this is the only strategy that they haven't employed. They'll yet. win Japan because the Wii U is toast, and uh, the Xbox One will, will, won't move a unit. Yeah, well, yeah, but that's, that doesn't matter. Like, because, <laughs> because they're going to get trounced probably in the United States. And... and so th- that's kind of the, the one thing I think. The other thing I think is I really authentically think that both companies can't win this time. I really don't. I disagree. Because, because they're going in such different directions. Like it, it, And, of course, we don't know what winning really means. Sure. You know? But I just don't think that, like, I, I think Microsoft's probably more likely to win, you know? Like, win Here's, in terms of hardware See, but stuff. they're different philosophies. You know, I just, we talk, we've been talking about they're different philosophies. They, they, these systems do different things. But at the end of the day, for gamers... We're still going to be looking at eighty to eighty-five percent of the games are going to be exactly the same, and you can buy them on either platform. Yeah, we're still, you know, for all this, you know, eight new IPs uh, in the first year for Xbox, and or you know, fifteen first-party exclusives, and everything Sony's doing. It's still, you know, we're still in. We're living in a world where third-party exclusivity is pretty much over. Uh, maybe the rumors suggest maybe that. Microsoft is trying to scoop up some third-party exclusives, but who knows? But it's just the the business reality of this industry now is the the it costs too much and the risks are too great. You can't ignore half of a third party right. cannot ignore half of its potential. They have to make sales money base. for exactly. their people, stockholders. For people their talk board. about yeah. Call of Duty all the time, right? Like Call of Duty, that's a franchise that can sell eighteen to twenty million copies, even if only thirty percent of that. A year. A year, exactly. A year. And even if only 30% of that is coming from PS3, like Activision is not going to give up 6 million copies exactly. of that game. They would, it would take Microsoft so much yeah, money to Activision capture pushed that. that relationship with Microsoft about as far as I think Sony would probably let Yes, them. I Before agree. Before it was like, well, now we, now there's going to be problems. Like, like, there's, now you, you just know, can't leave. Now you just can't. Yeah, <laughs> uh, You know, like where it's like the, the DLC exclusive, like Activision and Microsoft have a great, a great relationship. I think that's as far as a relationship can go before you start alienating one of the hardware manufacturers. You know yeah. what I mean? Well, and now you've got, uh, in, in light of that, you've got Activision playing both sides. You've got, you've got Activision uh, 
dating Microsoft's old girlfriend Bungie <laughs> by you know wheeling them out at the yeah. at the PlayStation Four reveal. And who knows what's going to happen at E3? I mean, of course, it's going to be available on both platforms, but we've already seen exclusive content um, well, for yeah. Destiny on the PlayStation platform. And Ubisoft, Assassin's Creed 4, Watch Dogs, Far Cry 3, Assassin's Creed 3, like Ubisoft has been giving an extra hour to PlayStation 3 games. Yeah. So it's, you know, it's all yeah, about... This, this is the new way they're trying to angle in to get you. Like, yeah. not that this is yeah. going to, like, uh, it's fun. This, that kind of stuff, I think, is aimed to the people that have both consoles, don't give a shit about achievements or trophies, don't care about PSN or Xbox Live, and they're like, well, I just want Assassin's Creed 3. I don't know who the there. fuck those people are. It's still sold better on Xbox 3, or Xbox 360. Xbox 3. <laughs> Xbox 3 is two years away. Anyway, that was a good episode. Yeah, that was real good. Normal bullshit. Ryan, thank you for swinging in here. Good to it's be always here. It's a pleasure. We love you. Love uh, you. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been Podcast Beyond, episode 294. Thank you so much for joining us. Remember, the podcast's all well and good, but IGN.com keeps the lights and the mics on. So please come to the site, watch the videos, read the articles. Follow us on Twitter. IGN is IGN. I'm game over, Greggy. Colin is no taxation. Ryan is DMC. Underscore Ryan. Ryan. Yeah. Yes. R Y N. And Andrew Goldfarb <laughs> is Garfet. G A R F E B. It's it's trucks. All right, that's a P at the end. It's a P. Yeah. Greg, yeah. Greg always it, regrets. The best part, the, Greg always regrets fucking elderly people is what it stands for. But have you ever noticed <laughs> that if you screw it up, if you screw it up and you put the B you at the that? end of it, it, that it goes to an account that just says you, yeah. you misspelled it. <laughs> I, wish, I, wish I, I wish I could remember the name. Yeah, he tweeted at me. He made a few of those. There's that's uh, awesome. There's there's the one with the B at the end. There's one other one that it just says like podcast you, beyond you fans. You're the mi- best. You misspelled it, and yeah, it goes to yeah, the other yeah, one. Yeah, and listen so to podcast unlocked. Yeah, totally. This week, Your by Peter Molyneux uh, episode we, looks awesome. It's, it's a video it's too. Available yeah. in audio and video on the site now. Yeah, we, uh, Peter Molyneux was here. Which if you we if didn't you, let him leave for three days. He was locked, locked him up. In the yeah, uh, <laughs> but no. Yeah, he sat in for the whole show. We and then we brought in nine IGN fans. So it was actually a really really fun show. We broke down the whole Xbox One conference. Peter had he talked some shit. In in his own cool, charming Peter yeah, Molyneux yeah, way. way, it was he a lot was of fun. So cool! I have to just say how awesome it was he having was really someone cool. who's just been around forever, who knows what's going on. He's and was a, that he's a legend. Earth. I like yeah. today when we were walking. I was walking Courtney from Bioshock out, and we're like, "Oh, you have to sign the wall." And Nick Scarpino's like, "Did we have Peter Molyneux sign that?" And it, like, it was supposed no. to happen, and it was. And he's one like, of those he things, was here yeah. for two days, two days, like, and it uh, didn't happen. Sorry, bro. that's on me. Ladies and gentlemen, we end each episode of podcast Beyond with a song. You can submit yours at Beyond. At IGN.com. Today's song. For Wait, Ryan's does that email address still work? I that's me. Okay, right. By yeah. the time you hear this, hopefully, just stop yeah. tweeting at me about it. All right, I'm sorry. We're having some email problems. And anyways, there is no song because we rushed in here and I <laughs> kind of forgot about it. But it's been a different, different kind of episode mm. today. So Ryan McCaffrey, sing us a song to send us out. Oh Canada! Oh wow, that's that's know. some fucking anti-patriotic I, I, bullshit. I, I, I podcast <laughs> with two Canadians. Beyond, beyond, beyond. Girl, you know it's true. Xbox Two. One, two, three, four. No, I'm leaving. No, leaving. I'm in the whole fucking lot of you. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it. 
Or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz and how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.